All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the Season 2, Episode 3 of Star Trek Fenrir. Uh, if you're not familiar, Fenrir is a tabletop role-playing game that uses the Star Trek Adventures rule set. We are set in 2411 aboard a Cerberus class that is following in the footsteps of the USS Ophion. You don't need to have watched Ophion to enjoy this game, though you probably will catch some references and subtle nods if you do. You can find the VODs for both Fenrir and Ophion on my YouTube and most of the popular podcast solutions. I only really have two things to say before we do introductions and run the intro. Uh, first thing is that, again, just I appreciate any and all support you can provide the stream, no matter the form, but given how things are in the world today, just make sure you take care of yourself first. And the second thing is that today's episode will be, if you're familiar with Ophion, it's the same level as Pandora's Gate. So let's just say there's a very important decision ahead for our intrepid crew. And with that said, let's just go around and have everyone introduce themselves because some people are playing interesting characters today. So we'll start with John. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm John. I live in Seattle. And I am playing Commander Rast, the XO, and uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere with Chubby Kobold or Chubby Kobold Gaming. All right. Up next, Watney. Hi, everybody. I'm Watney. Um, I play Captain Brie Archuleta, a human female in her late 30s. I'm one of three co-hosts of Beyond Trek Podcasts, um, and you can find me on Twitter at WatneyABTP. And then our perhaps most illustrious player... Mr. Dag. Hey, I'm Dag. I'm playing Zeke. I am the uh, Petty Officer Third Class. I run the transporters for the captain. And uh, you can find me at uh, Trek Nexus. Peace. And then Mr. Williams. Why do you put me after that? I can't follow this. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm Aaron. I play Commander RJ Williams, a uh, human, uh, the chief of security for the Fenrir and uh, old war buddy of Captain Archuleta. And then last, but certainly not least, Lovecraft. Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew. I play Lieutenant Commander Lee Tobin, who is a, an intensely religious Bajoran science officer. All right. And not with us right now is uh, Commander Maddock. He may or may not be joining us later, but uh, we'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and run that intro.
And welcome back. So, something I like doing for all my Star Trek games in particular is having an opening monologue as read and or prepared by the players. And that means that tonight, Mr. Williams, you have a personal log, I believe. I do. Chief Security Officer's personal log, supplemental. Boothme warned me there'd be days like today. We located the USS Okita as ordered and confirmed the suspicions of Starfleet intelligence. The ship was under the command of hostile Solanogen-based parasites. After a brief firefight with the Okita and the deployment of Commander Lee's Gravitron countermeasure, the situation seemed resolved. We were able to isolate and beam over non-hostile Shan before the firing the pulse, and while the crew were re rendered unconscious, uh, they showed no signs of the parasites. Commander Rast and Lieutenant Commander Vassar beamed over to take temporary command of the ship. All seemed well. Complications soon showed themselves, however, as the captain of the Okita, a joined Trill, seemed in the midst of a medical emergency, necessitating an emergency transport to Fenrir's thick bay. Aboard ship, we learned that the Shan had infested the symbiont, not the host, and when we expelled it, it decided to take a measure of revenge on its way out. Despite the best efforts of Dr. Saniri and Commander Lee, we lost them both. We also found the rest of the infested crew have been afflicted with what amounts to moderate degrees of brain trauma. The peaceful Shan explained that this will render them incapable of regular duties and will require extensive therapy to correct, but they may never be the same. In light of that information, Tobin seems to have suffered a moral crisis. He's out of the standard duty rotation for now, and in a poorly timed twist, Commander Vassar has experienced some sort of system failure, taking our keenest scientific minds out of play for the time being. That compounds my current predicament. As part of my investigation into the happenings aboard the Okita, I have the unenviable task of trying to salvage any relevant data from the ship's damaged computer cores and devise a way to adapt our current defenses to preclude damaging the hosts of these parasites upon expulsion. I could sure use their help on the theoretical side, though thankfully I can still count on Matic and engineering for the practicals. And he's never shy a harebrained idea or two. And... If the Shan's objective is to control the Federation, then why was the Okita moving away from Federation face? The answer to that question may help shed light on this growing threat, and I intend to find it. Currently, we're on course to a system several light years away from our battle with the Okita. The system Commander Lee apparently saw in a vision from the Prophets. I don't know how much I trust the vision at the best of times, but one experienced by a man on the verge of emotional collapse? Well... That's Bree's business, although I've never known her to. At this point, William's comm badge chirps. Computer, pause. William's here, and the voice of Ensign Thomas answers him. This is Ensign Thomas, Commander. Just wanted to make you aware that the power pack transfer is complete, sir. What? Uh, uh, Commander Maddox requisition, 27 phaser power packs. It's been fulfilled. Ensign. I specifically said no access to the armory by Mr. Maddock or the engineering team without my explicit say-so. Uh, yes, sir, but you did order it. Commander Maddock has the signed copy of the order complete with your authorization codes. Thank you, Ensign. William's out. Computer, file that personal log and give me the location of Commander Maddock. <laughs> I love it. So uh, our first scene is actually going to be in Lee's quarters. So Lee, you of course have 
retire to your quarters where you are doing whatever it is you're doing when there is a chime at your door. Lee will put down a book that he's been reading um, next to the Bajoran shrine that exists in his quarters, a small table and uh, sort of a prayer area. And uh, he will call to the door, enter. And in steps Commander Rast. And Lee will immediately rise to his feet. Uh, Commander, can I help you? As you were. Uh, how are you doing? I prefer to ask rather than just feel. Well, I appreciate the consideration, Commander. Um, to be honest, I don't really know how I feel. I know that I'm in a better place now than I was when I first had my encounter with the prophets and we learned of the effect of the graviton beam, but I suppose I'm still processing the experience. Your idea was solid. There is no reason to beat yourself up over it. I can't say that I agree, Commander. And, well, this isn't exactly the first time that I've allowed oversights to compromise the health of a crew. And I suppose that's getting to me, too. He, he looks kind of uncomfortable for a moment. Do you need to talk about it? I don't see what that would do at this point, Commander. I appreciate the offer. Although, I really do wish the ship had a counselor. Well, I do have a little bit of uh, background in this matter. Something of a surprise, Commander. I wasn't aware that you were in the medical service in any capacity. Oh, I've just experienced a lot of things and read a lot of people. Yeah, there's certain things to be said about being able to uncover one's truth. Hmm. Most, uh, most of what I've ever seen in counseling has always been trying to get to the root of the problem. And too many people lie and lie to themselves even before they can get to the root of that issue. Uh, I have a unique ability to be able to help you through those self-defeating lies. Honestly, Commander, I, I'm having trouble telling what is true and what is lie at this point. I've always convinced myself, I've had to believe that there was a purpose to everything in life, even when even when I lost family, I had to believe that the prophets had some kind of purpose behind it all, that there was some reason for our suffering. If you don't have that, then how can you even make it through life? What's the point of anything? Everything is there. Everything is there for a reason uh, at one point or another. And I believe that without being as spiritually backed as you are, uh, everything you encounter helps build upon the person that you are. And in the short time that you've been serving on the Fenrir, I will say that I am happy in a way because of the fact that it helps build you who you are. I am happy for everything you've ever undergone. 
because it gives me it gives me the science officer and lieutenant that I see before me now. I wish I had the strength of faith that you seem to have, Commander. Uh, nonetheless, I, I very much appreciate your appraisal of my performance on this ship. And I do believe that I am ready to return to duty. Wonderful. If you need my help now, you have it. Well, um, take the time that you need. Um, consult whatever you need to consult. But uh, I look forward. I look forward to your input and your insights uh, moving forward. Out of character, has he told anybody about the profits? I told Captain Archuleta whether she passed that on is up to her, I suppose. Would that have been in any of the logs that Rast could have read by now? Captain? It would have been in her personal log. Okay. Now. Okay. Well, we have plenty of things to do. Um, and with that said, I would be honored if uh, when you are ready, you report um, to the ship that I am currently steering along behind uh, the Fenrir. Angling for your own command, sir? Just doing what's necessary for now. Hmm. Not exactly the best phrase to use considering our current circumstances. There are too many terrifying things that result from doing what's necessary and not what's moral. I leave, I leave, I, I normally leave the necessity uh, actions to the captain and uh, Matic. I have found myself, especially lately, to be following a moral compass of sorts. Hmm. Started with the planet. May I ask what the nature of this moral compass might be? What is it that guides you? After the encounter on the, the living planet, um, something kind of hit and, you know, almost, almost literally in the sense that my mind is different than it used to be. Um, but it also gave me insights to how vast and different life can really be and taking a slightly different approach and a slightly different viewpoint on things can sometimes result in unexpected results, like the planet. Well, Commander, it almost sounds as if you're describing some kind of secular quasi-epiphany, something analogous to a, a religious conversion. I, I must admit that based on your description, I am familiar with it. I remember when I was a boy on Deep Space Nine, my parents had made a pilgrimage to see Commander Sisko or at that point, Captain Sisko, after he discovered Bahala, he was striding across the promenade, prophesying the futures of the people, telling them about their pasts and their paths in life. He stopped, looked down at me, took my ear in his hand, and he told me that I had the hands of a healer. I'll never forget that moment. I... It was exactly the same as my encounter with the prophets just a few days ago. So I know what that's like. 
in my own way. Well, from what I've seen, you're very capable in many ways, and healing is one of those ways. Well, I feel as if I've lost my way in that respect, but maybe I can heal through this scientific exploration of the universe. Maybe my knowledge can be applied in some way that can, well, help the Federation to heal, help the galaxy to heal, if not individuals. Exactly. Healing is not always physical. Hmm. Well, Commander, if you give me 10 minutes, I'll join you on the Okita. Thank you. And he straightens his shirt and turns and walks out the door. As soon as the door closes, he's like taking a deep breath because he can't actually turn off the empathy. So, you know, even though he says he can, the, from what I've read, they can't necessarily turn it off. And he will, he will make his way uh, to visit the captain before heading back to the uh, other ship. You know, it might help if I wasn't muted. Yeah, it is kind of a uh, an omnipresent thing. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds good. Let's uh, let's cut to the bridge because I want to give a certain Gorn some chance to shine. So on the bridge is uh, Captain Archuleta uh, at her chair as usual. Then you have Mr. Williams at uh, his station. And then filling in as the current engineer on duty, we have Petty Officer Zeke. And you are about an hour out from your arrival at the aforementioned system that has the six moons that were present in Lieutenant Commander Lee's vision. So, Bree, um... She's sitting in her captain's chair. Um, she kind of looks over at RJ, um, wondering, okay, first of all, out of character, how long has Zeke been on the bridge? About an hour. Because <laughs> she would know. Well, no, like, for his, how long has he been posted there? Oh, uh, he is technically posted whenever Matic is not on the bridge. Or... Out of character, whenever Vassar or Matic is not there, Zeke is there. Okay, so not very often then. Um, <laughs> she's going to turn to towards the, the, the Gorn and say, Mr. Zeke, how are you enjoying your time on the bridge? Uh, it's really bright up here, Captain, but uh, the air is better. Uh, how are you on your bridge Uh, quite well. Um, can I ask what you're working on? Uh, just making sure that all the, uh, uh, transporters are operating and all the power is going to the transporters correctly because transporters are my thing. And, um, yeah, it's kind of nice just like looking at the full diagram of the ship and seeing all that instead of having to scrub the transporter pads with a toothbrush. Well, I'll have to make sure um, Mr. Maddox sets you up with better tools, it sounds like. Maddox. I think I know that guy. He works in engineering, right? He's our chief engineer, actually. 
that makes him like my boss's boss's boss and you're his boss so wow this is i haven't put that together before mm-hmm. uh zeke I, i've got a question for you Hit me. can you maybe provide some insight as to how Maddock is somehow eluding the ship's internal sensors because he's ducking me and i want to talk to him uh well, he's not transported anywhere. I know that because transporters are my thing. <laughs> um, I could, I could see if he is, uh, if he's in stasis in the sick bay, or um, I don't know. He does that time stuff. Like he may not be here right now, but he could be here yesterday, tomorrow. Right. Hey, Dag, can you scoot just a little bit to the side? There you go. Beautiful. Because on stream, you're cut off. And we don't want to miss that. It's okay. <laughs> I can't see a thing. This thing is like, wow. Um, how do you find typing on the consoles with oh, your fingers? Oh, no, this is great. The Cerberus class has uh, specific profiles that are species-specific, so I just walk in and be like, hey, uh, Gorn template A, and it's boom. It's, it's all the, the buttons are perfectly spaced just for me, and it, it's wonderful. I love this class. Hmm. I didn't know that about my own ship. Thanks for the insight. Oh, yeah, I committed all the specs to memory, like, the first week I was here. This ship is such a great beauty. Can't wait to do some multi-vector assault mode, maybe even just training. <laughs> what section uh, are you usually on when we're in multi-vector assault mode? Oh, I'm down in gamma section. Awesome. You know, that's RJ's favorite section. I did it's not know that. Not my favorite section. It's my, it's my section. It's my section, technically. And you should join us for poker night. Do you guys have a poker night? Yeah. yeah Do you have any wild. tells? What are your tells? Um, sometimes I blink a little too hard when I have a losing hand. Good to know. <laughs> what time do you guys play? Uh, every Thursday night at 1900 hours if I'm off duty. Okay. Captain's an old hand at poker, you know. I did not know that. There's a lot of stuff I'm learning today. Well, speaking of learning things, unless anybody has any uh, things they'd like to accomplish uh, in the remaining hour before you arrive, we can skip ahead a little bit. Um, there's one thing that RJ wants to do. He sort of got this fixation now with finding out what the Okita was doing out here. So I want to, if I can... Mm -hmm. interlock with the Okita's computer. Um, and I'm horrible at all of this stuff, but right now I can't find our chief engineer and uh, our two most talented science officers are down for the count. So I'm going to try to maybe start rebuilding some sections of the computer if I if I can to try to recover data. Okay. Um, oh, also, because DAG is doing the thing, take a momentum. Um, let's, uh, let's have you do a control and engineering, and then the, sh the Fenrir 
will assist you with a computers and engineering. And then you can either have the Okita do an assist or you can have Zeke do an assist because I think Zeke is the next highest engineer uh, available. I want Zeke to do the assist. Um, I'll do the then rear. Okay. Uh, control engineering. Yep. Oh, I forgot to say difficulty. Difficulty was two, so you're already at three successes. If you want, Dag, I can roll for you, if that's less painful. I got, I got this one. I got that one. Well, you didn't get it, but I appreciate it all the same. Okay, okay. Roll20 doesn't have that going profile that the Cerberus class does. <laughs> I keep my head on. Oh, Lord. All right, so you do get a momentum, which is good. Uh, so, Williams, the rebuild is going to take time. But what you do notice is, conspicuously, the last navigational logs were for where you are currently headed. That figures. What? Captain, the Okita was oh, headed okay. for this system. I rebuilt some of their navigational sensor logs. They were on course for here. Looks like turned back when they were... I'm speculating, but I figure they were worried that we were going to overtake them before they could complete the objective. What was their velocity? All the way up there. Maximum warp. Warp 10. Infinite velocity. Yeah. Um, interesting. And can you, because she doesn't know this, but can you discern anything else within the data as to a purpose? I mean, that's going to take me some time. Uh, I mean, I'll do what I can in the hour that I've got. But, you know, if they were heading for this, this system, we may end up finding out what they were after long before I could rebuild this computer record. All right. Um, if the Shan, it was the Shan doing this. It wasn't right. the Akita crew. So that makes me think there's something there the Shan wanted to... In fact, but keep me appraised if you find anything else. I can. All right. So, unless anyone has anything else, we'll skip ahead a bit. All right. So, uh, the Fenrir and the Okita come out of warp into a rather interesting system. Uh, Stellar Navigation reports that this quote-unquote official designation is Theta Gamma 2-1. And Theta Gamma 2-1 is unique in several ways. Uh, but I'm going to let the players find that out by uh, having Tobin, because at this point you would have reported to the Okita. Uh, let's have you roll a control, or sorry, a reason and a science. And you should have access to the Okita sheet uh, they should be under the NPCs at the very bottom. Uh, if someone can roll the Okita's sensors and science, please. And as much as I hate to tell Dag he has to take off his gloves again, Dag, if you want to assist uh, as Zeke, uh, you would be doing a reason in engineering. 
a question? Uh, yes. Can I ask the difficulty? Oh, right. The difficulty. The difficulty will be a one. Okay. Then I will roll 2d20 and I'll use augmented ability reason for that one free success. Okay. Do I have an applicable focus or you do. Se uh, sensor operations, I guess? Yep. Okay. Interesting. That's uh, two successes and a complication. Uh, I'm going to take threat for the complication. And what I would say is that uh, both Zeke and Tobin are going to get this information at the same time. And this is going to be a handout. So there's Dag. There's Lee. All right, you now should see a handout entitled Thema Theta Gamma 2-1 Scan. a lot of information coming through right now. <laughs> I'm going to try to process this. We <laughs> got real close to the screen. <laughs> we broke Watney. He looks it looks rigid. like he's just he like looks rigid. Just like... <laughs> Y'all laughing so X, hard. Is... The ex, the ex. I was gonna have to relieve the captain. The <laughs> I'm just gonna kick it back in this chair then. Give you guys a break. Um. And a rest. Uh, we have initial sensor scans of the system. Apparently, there's a demon-class planet that is encircled by six M-class moons. Most of them seem to be in a state of planetary evolution that precludes the possibility of there being anything more than microcellular life. But one of them has abundant aquatic life in fairly rich forests. It seems to be in the early Triassic period, if we were to draw a parallel to Earth's development. The moons, however, seem to be judiciously positioned around the planet. They're in a kind of equidistant uh, orbit around the world. On the Y-class planet, we're having some difficulty actually getting uh, sensor readings due to high concentrations of magnesite, which would also preclude the opportunity to beam down to the world. Uh, if we wanted to go down to that planet, we would need to take a shuttlecraft. Um, I don't know if the Fenrir is able to supplement our scientific survey of the world or Uh, during during this um, during this explanation, he would have opened a channel so that uh, Archuleta could hear. Okay. Yeah, we'll say for sake of argument that unless said otherwise, the two bridges are linked and you can hear each other. Does Zeke want to say anything? <laughs> I think he died. Hey, uh, Stephen, awake? I can't I'm good. Call. I'm good. Uh, I concur with the. Uh... Lieutenant Commander's assessment of the sensor readings. Uh, Captain, if I may, you may wish to check the temperature settings on the bridge. Gorn are cold-blooded. He might be entering into a state of torpor. <laughs> um, computer, really alter, alter the space around Zach. You know how you can do it in a minivan or a car. Mm -hmm. Just You have uh, your own temperature climate, control. Climate now, control. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so... The moons are equidistant apart, mm -hmm. but if we wanted to get down there, we'd have to take a shuttle. 
Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? If we wanted to land on the demon class or Y class planet, yes. And we would also have to spend some time reinforcing the shuttle, allowing it to pass through the hostile atmosphere. Okay. Uh, EV suit operations on the planet's surface, well, I wouldn't recommend anything more than two hours. Yeah, that atmosphere will eat through the environmental seals. It'd be a bad time. Okay. Um, how large are the moons? I would say probably about the size of uh, Earth's moon. So fairly, fairly nice. Okay. Can we scan each moon and see if there's anything super special about them since they're so immaculately placed if you give me actually no i think in the handout there is something let me double check because i might not have included in there no i didn't if you give me a momentum no no i i am right so should be third dot uh mr tobin and mr zeke Ah, yes. So there appear to be a great amount of gra- uh, gravimetric waves directed from the Y-class planet towards each of the moons. Hmm. Commander Lee, can we hypothesize as to the reason? Well, the orientation of the moons in a perfectly circular orbit, equidistant from each other around the planet, is highly unnatural. It's possible, and this is just a theory, that the gravimetric waves are holding the moons in place or maintaining this unusual configuration, preventing them from drifting apart as they would based on stellar drift or planetary drift. Um, Could I pose that as a question? Yes. Because I have my one free question as a science officer. Is that what they're doing? That is exactly what they're doing. And I'll also give you a free bonus because I find it funny. Remember the uh, planet with the Triassic period? There's dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's grandma. Can we, can we tell that? Or can Lee, does Lee know that? Well, I think Zeke and Lee would both see it on their scans. Okay. Captain, you remember I was talking to you about cold-blooded animals? Uh huh. It seems that we are going to encounter a number, uh, a rather significant number, if we land on that uh, aqueous moon. Apparently, there are exceptionally large reptiles on the surface of that moon. Born? Think larger, Commander. Two coins? Hey, you used to have them on your planet before an asteroid came and wiped them out. Actually, I believe from the logs of the Starship Voyager, the dinosaurs on earth evolved into hyper intelligent uh, bipeds that then <laughs> founded a colony in the delta quadrant but um that's neither here nor there i suppose <laughs> okay can can we you know, it dawned on me you gotta need a really big machine underneath all that lava to hold those old moons where they are there definitely is must be a power source or something very strong to be driving the orbits of these moons intentionally without just placing them there and allowing them to orbit. Um, Okay, so we can't transport down. 
Uh, sadly, I can't even cut through the interference with the transporter senses. We can never transport down. I feel like we can never transport down anywhere. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to assemble an away team. And Mr. Rast, if you want to head this. Um... Of course, Captain. And Zeke, I would like you to go with them. Really? Away mission? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You get some real fresh air, not bridge fresh air, some actual fresh air from an EV suit, but still. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> EV suit fresh air. <laughs> You'll get to look at fresh air. I love that. I'm in. All right. Um, based on our sensor readings, can we determine coordinates uh, that are the most efficient to land near whatever is powering this, these gravimetric beams? I would say that would require, from whoever would like to roll it, uh, that would be an insight and a con at a difficulty of two. Not it. Sounds like a job for Commander Rast. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Or, sorry, Captain Rask. Rask. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, unless Helm Operations is going to help me. I don't think I have anything. Nah, I would give you Astro Navigation, but yeah, this this is more reading a map and data than it is, like, actually helming something. You know what? I'm going to use one of survey. our... I have survey. I'm going to use one of our little uh, momentum there. Okay. There you go. Three successes. You get that nice. momentum right back. So, Rast, uh, looking at the data, you think that one of the inactive volcanoes might be a good place to land in for two reasons. One, it is one of the sources of the beams that is connecting to the moons. Two, it's the most tectonically stable, which is kind of an oxymoron, but it's, it should suffice for your purposes. How big is the landing area? It's rather tight. Uh, if you will imagine a Walmart parking lot, about that big. Okay. So my 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 secondary plan is not going to work. Okay. Shuttle it is. <laughs> I was um, gonna I was gonna take the Okita. <laughs> I would take the runabout. That's a large one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or whatever the Okita has. I don't know what the complement is. The Okita also has runabouts. We'll use well, one take, of the Akita. Take, we'll take use that one. Of the one. Don't take mine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll use one of the Akita um, runabouts, Captain. I, I know that you just uh, had R, uh, RJ polish yours. Yeah, and paint it. I polished it because she told me to. I polished it because I wanted to. Great job, by the way. Looks so, beautiful. You're, you're, I mean, you're welcome. It's all right, so Rast is going, Zeke is going, I'm assuming Lee is going. I just have a quick question. Sure. The vision that I had from the prophets, did I observe those moons from the surface of the Y class planet, or did I or was I like standing on one of the moons, I looked up to the sky and one of the moons was the Y class planet? I would say it is your view from the Y class planet up. Okay. Then I would definitely join the wing mission. Okay. And then, Williams, are you going yourself, or are you bringing a supporting character? 
Um, Williams is going to go. Okay. Um, and to explain that, uh, I'm going to say that he's had experience on Demon-class planets through Starfleet's advanced tactical training. I like it. Let's roll with it. And then, Captain, uh, if I understand things, you're going to be taking a well? Yes. All right. Don't worry. We'll have Archuleta. There will definitely be time for her to shine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. That doesn't sound good. So, through a series of transporting from one place to another, uh, you all assemble on one of the Okita's runabouts, and you launch out and down towards the surface of the planet. Out of curiosity, who is helming at the moment? Um, actually, Rast is going to uh, like uh, touch uh, Commander Williams on the shoulder. So I've read your file and your uh, extra training on these planets. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see how you pilot through it. Well, I. I mean, I suppose. Uh, well, you know, demonstration may be in order. But uh, don't worry. I won't. Uh, I won't bank your fancy new runabout. <laughs> and he'll sit in the uh, co-pilot seat. Uh, all the same, you guys may want to strap yourself in. All right. It can get a little rough going down. Understatement. Uh, so, Williams, you're going to be rolling a control plus con. The runabout would assist you. I don't know if we have a sheet for a runabout. If someone just wants to roll... Hades class? Uh, I think it's the same. Yeah, you could roll the Hades class. It's the same okay. one. What am I doing? Uh, you're doing engines con for the Hades class. The difficult... difficulty? Difficulty is going to be a four. Uh, I'm going to spend. Do uh, it. Yeah, I'm going to spend three. I'm going to spend. Do all right, three. If you, all right, let's do three. Over three. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fine. Don't we'll do three. Well, that's that's true. Control con. And am I able to assist? Uh yes, you are able to assist with a uh, command and con. Uh, GM Helm mm -hmm. Operations Applied? Oh, yeah. Uh, command and Con? Wait mm -hmm. a minute. I can't do that. Er, yeah, you can. <laughs> you should be able to. Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Presence Con. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> Don't roll a complication. Yeah, because Williams already has the four successes you need, and Ooh. Rask gets you another two. Very nice. Beautiful. So, uh, with the two of you working in concert, you enter into the Y-class planet's atmosphere, and almost immediately the view screen is just bombarded by ash and soot and other sort of particulate that is being streamed out of the active volcanoes on the surface. And eventually you break through the, the cloud layer, and you see a molten sort of environment uh, all around you. And I'll put you on this map and continue explaining. So what you're seeing is that uh, your landing zone happens to be almost this, um, I think it's called a caldera. Um, basically, it's a, a de big depression uh, in the surface that was probably a super volcano at some point. Um, oh. But your landing spot is next to, quite literally, a large transmitter dish that has a force field that is surrounding it. And even as you sort of look at it 
out of the windows as a visual thing, um, you're able to tell that the force field is flickering on and off. There's something you don't see every day. Well, who put that there? And Williams is just going to turn to Rass as they sit down and say, you sure you never piloted into a demon class planet before? You're a good teacher. <laughs> Can we scan to see what kind of technology that is? You certainly may. Uh, either uh, Tobin or Zeke or Alel. Um I need at least one reason science. I would also allow reason engineering if it was Zeke. I have good. Oh, well, maybe not. I I'm mostly trying to give Dag opportunities to give yeah. us more of that voice. But if Alel wants to roll, go for it. No, Zeke, you're. I give it a shot. It's your turn. Reason engineering. Mm-hmm. Difficulty of uh, let's make it a two. Um, no focuses. That's okay. I got this. Three complications. <laughs> just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> so, apparently, so all of you, you know, you, you've sat down, you're getting into your EV suits. Zeke, you just sort of look at the console. It's not Gorn- at all like it doesn't do the thing that the Cerberus class does so you just kind of put your hand on the console but you do it too hard and just sparks fly out and shoot <laughs> your face and you're fine but the console is not uh, y'all uh, right petty officer I I thought that uh, the system was intuitive and would switch to go on settings and uh I need to get uh, fingernail clippers now because I, mean, I, I Oh, up. I got some. I always pack them with me. Are they big enough for these? She kind of checks her pack, pulls them out, and they're like way smaller. Yeah. I don't think so. We'll just wait till we get back to the ship, but uh, I don't think I should be doing any scanning anymore because uh, the console's, well, the console's probably not going to be doing any scanning anymore either, so. I mean, uh, Art's just going to lean over and be like, I'll, I'll show you a little trick. And he's going to uh, press a button on the side of the console and a stylus is going to pop out. So, <laughs> and uh, Rast is going to hand uh, um, our uh, our friend Zeke here his knife. Will this work? Uh, yeah, I think I got this. Oh, hey. Sure, just, yeah, use the knife. Okay. First fingernail. <laughs> oh no! I thought you meant I was tapping on the console with this thing. No. no. <laughs> oh, I was cringing. It's the, it's the wrong part of the conversation to come into, Commander. <laughs> uh, he takes his knife back. <laughs> and, and in any case, um, we probably just want to get closer to that thing if we want to scan it better. Well, how much did does our EV suits have? Couple hours. Hours. I wouldn't stay out there any longer than three hours. I think that might even be pushing it, Commander. I wouldn't go longer than two. Do I hear one? Well, let's get started. I mean, if if at all possible, yes, definitely one or less. Ideally, we wouldn't be on the planet, Zeke. 
I follow you. That makes sense. Well, it looks like it's derelict, but just in case, Williams is going to pop open the uh, phaser locker and grab a phaser rifle. You can have your threat. Okay. Just remember, it is also a momentum cost of one. Yep. All right. So the five of you in your EV suits and as many people as want uh, phaser rifles, you may have them, but you exit the runabout and you are on uh, black charred earth and maybe distances they're hard, maybe about two football fields away. You can see the edge of the earth where there's active lava or is it magma? I never remember. Either way, active flowing molten rock. And you have more or less a clear path towards this dish. And as you walk across the surface, I would like everyone to roll me a fitness and a con. The difficulty is only a one. And if you have survival or if you have EV suit operation or EV in general. So Williams does get two. Um, oh, they don't need it. And no, I think fitness con, unfortunately. Yeah. Is that what I did? Okay, so Lee's having problems. Uh, Zeke is apparently on top of his game. That's uh, two momentum there. And then Alel is doing fine as well. So I think we're just missing Rast. Did you say fitness what? Fitness con. Okay, so Rast and Lee, either your boots are sticking to the rock due to the temperature, or maybe you just have the magnets, you know, like the magnetic sort of clamping effect that it has. Either way, you're having extreme difficulty, like, moving your feet, and it's noticeable because uh, after maybe about two, three minutes of walking, um, the other three individuals are way ahead of you. Like, they are, like, almost maybe about 50 feet, maybe 60 feet ahead of you. Or in meters, that's 30 meters. Yeah, let's go with that. Williams will turn it around. Uh, are you two all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine. There so, seems yeah. to be some seems to be some issue with the uh, with the boots. It's all the magnesite. You have to uh, clear the wrist console's buffer and reinitialize. Should clear it up. Oh, well, thank you. Sure enough, you do so, and you're good to go. You actually are able to walk carefully. And walk carefully you do, because as you approach the dish, you once again see, shimmering around it like a uh, a dome, the force field shimmers. And you notice that as you get right up to the dish, that there's actually sort of an aperture, uh, not unlike a arc, um, that, or an arch, I should say. So there's an arch that comes up out of the ground and outside of the force field. And if you were to look at the force field as it's flickering, the force field actually sort of, 
how do I say this? The force field hits the ground above the tunnel that you're seeing the entrance to, but it does not extend into the tunnel. So this is conceivably a way inside. Mm. That's really handy. I think we can go in over there. Over where? That arch thing over there. The force field doesn't uh, doesn't look like it's going through there. Hmm. Alel will go up and take a closer look. Yeah. Alel, I'd like you to roll me a fitness medicine, please. Okay. Difficulty is a secret. <laughs> Forensic science? Yeah. Emergency medicine? Okay. I'll give you one. Take some momentum for that, why don't you? Um, no. no. Complication. <laughs> Too late. Uh-oh. So, Lee, you remember how before you were you blinked and then suddenly you were with the prophets? That same thing happens again. Only this time, it's not just you. It's Alel as well. And Alel, you're seeing this all as well. You're in a white void. And all around you is just more void. But there's a voice, a, uh, a feminine voice. And the voice says, you have nearly found us. And then the second voice, again, feminine, says, we await your arrival. Great prophets, what would you have us do? Save us. And then the vision fades. You return to the class-wide demon planet surface. So we get all this gonna... uh, Tobin? Uh, Commander. Steve. Can you, can you scan the force field? LL, you saw that too, right? Um, what did... Okay, could she hear him mm -hmm. say that? Okay. What do you mean, prophets? We were granted uh, an audience with the pro prophets themselves. At least everything I've heard about orb experiences would suggest that's the case. But it do you see an orb anywhere around here? The prophets are not limited by such mundane means. And why do you think that they would be here of all wait, places? Wait, what? You're right. Judging dispassionately, it doesn't make any logical sense that the prophets would be here. But I can't deny what I felt. I can't deny what I saw. Commander, and he turns to Rast, I believe, did the captain report the vision that I had of this place? No, she did not. Well, we were led to this place by uh, what I believe to be a vision granted by the prophets. We were informed of this planet with six moons, and they seem to have reached out to both me and Alel once again. They've asked us to rescue them, but it makes no sense. The prophets are gods. They don't need to be rescued <clears throat> from anything. There's no way that we could assist them. It must be some kind of deception. Did you detect anything telepathically? 
And with, with that, that, he is going to reach out. Rast, I need you to roll me a fitness medicine. Again, difficulty is secret. Difficulty is secret. Crap, you went and done it. Fitness medicine? Yep. Um, any of my things count? Looking at your focuses, no, unfortunately. Do you want to take three momentum for that? Uh, yes, I am. Bye, momentum. Bye, 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 momentum. <laughs> and uh, oh, well, Ooh. the reason I said the difficulty was secret was because the difficulty was indeed a five. So, whoa, Rast, you reach out with your mind. And you are going to experience something. But first I have to ask a question. Is Rast a spiritual man? Does he believe in any gods or goddesses? Um, he doesn't necessarily... He doesn't have like an upbringing that would really bode well for that. Mm -hmm. But since his encounter on the planet where the water was alive, he's kind of gotten um, philosophical. Mm -hmm. would be more of a you know not necessarily I'm, I'm i guess to a minor degree he's become spiritual because of it mm -hmm. but it's undefined at this point okay so you two end up in a white void but instead of it being the feminine voice of what might be the prophets you hear more of an older gentleman, like uh, an old sage. And the voice says, Well, you are new. Are you here to save us? That would completely depend. Uh, who are you and what, and what assistance do you need? We are trapped within. Please, you must help us. And if you look around, um, you don't really see anything but maybe once you kind of do a triple take you realize that there is an older human looking gentleman a uh, long white beard long white hair uh, white robes uh, standard depiction of god if you will um, and quote unquote god says we need your help badly and then your vision snaps back to the surface of the planet I believe you may be correct, Lieutenant Commander. Were you able to make contact with something? Something is probably the best way to put it. Um, a being that wishes wished to present himself as omnipresent, asking for help. Um, maybe we should move this conversation into the tunnel since we only have a limited yeah. amount of time. We should, we should get in. They are requesting help and well, we are, le we are going to lean towards that help, but I need to find out more. Well, Andrew, I, I would recommend that we leave immediately. I'm with him. What would an omnipresent being need help with? 
That's what I'm saying. There's an old transporter log from like a hundred years ago with uh, that captain of that one ship and his Vulcan science officer guy. They like, they had to beam him off a planet because somebody like a god was attacking him. And it was really weird. It involved a Klingon ship of some kind, but the transporter logs are really, really nice. Very clean transport. <laughs> I believe that <laughs> judging by the the construction of this place, uh, there is a high probability that this is a prison of sorts. Where are the big lizards I heard about? They're on one yeah, of the, the moons. Yeah, up there. Oh, on the moons. Like that one over there. Kind of green. You, you can see that through all the smoke? Yeah, I've got some cool lenses in here, some infrared filters. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, should have realized. I am. I am strictly going to uh, go on a volunteer basis of anyone that wishes to join me. But I am going to check out. This is uh, this is two possibilities. It is first and foremost someone requesting assistance, and secondly, it is a potential first contact situation. What's the what's the name of our shuttle? Name it whatever it's, you want. It's the the Taka. Zeke to the Taka. Uh, put a transporter lock on all of us and uh, route it through my preferences. Uh, Zeke emergency transport one two one one. And the computer responds. Acknowledge. Would you prefer your Ractageno double strength or triple strength on arrival? Not, not right now. I don't, I don't need any coffee while I'm on an away mission, but thank you for asking. She's so, she's so, she's so thoughtful. No, it's, it's triple. The answer is triple. Right. Well, I think I got a, I got a transport a lock code key to a double tap so we can get all of us out of here if we're in range of the shuttle and something bad happens in that tunnel. Assuming it's impossible that for us to class doesn't screw us over. What were you saying, Commander? Would it be possible for us to get a message to the Fenrir to warn them that this may in fact be a prison and that they should, I don't know, lock quantum torpedoes on this location just in case? Yes, you could reach the Fenrir and the Okita from here. All right, we will uh, ring in. Captain? Acknowledged. I believe that we have encountered, well... There is some sort of being here uh, that is capable of incredible acts of telepathy. Um, they are claiming to be in need of assistance. This is a potential rescue mission and a first contact. Um, but I can't get over the feeling that this planet may be some sort of prison. Uh, we are going to be going into um, one of the one of the man-made structures that we found here. Well, proceed with caution, Mr. Rast. It's all I ever do. Commander Lee. Uh, yes, Commander. Can we potentially get a rough approximation of how advanced this technology is? It's just a thought, but 
if it's sufficiently more advanced than our technology, then all the quantum torpedoes on the Fenrir may not stop what's here. You are right, Commander. Given that this has survived for likely millennia in this environment, they have an engineering and materials production capabilities far in excess of our own. At least that would be my assumption. Can I take a scan of the facility with a tricorder now that we're close to it? Yeah, you certainly may. Uh, What is your engineering out of curiosity? Three. Okay, I'd like you to give me a reason engineering, please. The difficulty will be a three. Uh, I will buy an extra die, and do I have time to use mental uh, repository? Mental repository. Mm-hmm. And augmented ability reason. Okay. And I don't suppose I have any applicable focuses. Uh, no, but hey, three successes, unless that's a complication. Uh, it's a 16. You're good. All right. So, you scan this, and this is going to be a throwback. Uh, well, I'll let Matic explain when he comes in after the break. But uh, when you scan this, you do get a ping back. This is the same sort of architecture and the same sort of design, the materials and such, as the species that made Pandora's Gate. And sort of as a reminder or perhaps a explanation, Pandora's Gate was something the USS Ophion found about 40 years ago compared to the Fenrir. And it was very monumentous because Pandora's Gate was a subspace portal to the Andromeda Galaxy. So you're dealing with the civilization that made that. Well, uh, Commander, I'm detecting some architectural similarities to something that the USS Ophion encountered. Pandora's Gate, was it? Um, Apparently this was built by yet another advanced ancient civilization. Well, you heard the captain. Let's proceed with caution. I agree. If this facility outlived its creators then something could be potentially very dangerous here not and possibly not even dangerous on purpose we can already see the force field faltering i would be i would not be surprised if things inside are not 100 percent operational either well, it's probably a fully automated system. If the, the shields are falling like that, and nobody's out here trying to fix it. Probably not going to find anybody on the inside except the people we don't want to rescue. The then the as we go, the mission parameters might change. Commander Rast. Agreed. This may end up being instead of a rescue mission, a containment mission. And that is why we will be doing. We will be thinking on our feet. All right. Well, I'm not going back. Do no harm. All that. So I'm coming with you. Okay. Well, as you as you would say, let it let us let us strike while the aluminum is hot. <laughs> um, it's iron. It's a it's an Osborne proverb. I'm surprised you know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So you proceed down into the tunnel and you walk right up until you think you would be underneath the middle of the dish. And the tunnel opens up and you see sort of light coming from it and into the space before you arrive. Um, But the space ahead of you is almost like an underground amphitheater. So it is a cave network that has been reconverted to suit whatever this device's purposes are. Uh, What you're seeing is that along the solid stone walls, uh, of course, stalagmites, stalactites, etc., etc., what you're seeing is control consoles, you're seeing power distribution networks, you're seeing lots of things that would indicate that this is the control room for this dish, quote-unquote. But what really catches your attention is a dome, like uh, literally a dome, that sits uh, about maybe about a a story uh, up on the wall and it sort of bubbles outward and there's a force field around that as well and you can see it flickering can we determine what's inside the dome unfortunately no your uh, scans are not reaching past the force field Is there any hardware nearby that might look like it's uh, supporting the force field? Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, why don't you give me a insight engineering, Zeke? And uh, difficulty's only a one. And uh, Zeke, if you can look through and find out the purpose of all this different equipment. Well, I'm really focused on the the shields right now. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm going to check all this out. Okay. Can I get uh, materialization systems as a focus? I'll give it to you. Two successes. Hey. Get a momentum. So, Zeke, you're able to tell that, uh, of course, this is, in fact, powering the dish. But what's important to you is the force fields. The dish and the force fields are sort of one and the same. They're running off the same power source. Now, what's behind that dome isn't the power source but supposedly the computer that runs the entire thing. Right, so the satellite and these force fields are all running on the same power source, and that's behind that force field over there. Um, Seeing as how the force fields are getting weaker, I could try to uh, use this system to see if I can break down the force field, but... I don't know if the uh, if the planetary tolerance, if the, the satellite's tolerances can handle being exposed to the planetary environment for too long. Um, and uh, or also we could just, you know, unload a phaser at it and see if we can overwhelm the power source. And just as a point of order, the power source is separate from the dome on the wall. The computer is the dome on the wall. Noted. Could we access the computer remotely using one of our tricorders? You could. Or is that blocked off by the... Uh, okay. Um, uh, but as you do so, Mr. Lee, fitness medicine, please. Oh, good. And you already know the difficulty. The difficulty is a five. All right. So with two oh, successes, I'm going to take threat. So it's a succeed at cost scenario. Instead of seeing the white void, 
you just hear the voice of the prophets again that say, release us. We are in great pain. Commander, uh, I believe I've been contacted by these entities again. He pauses for a moment and he says to Rast, I believe they mean us harm. Uh, I think that we should leave. I mean, you're a lot smarter than I am, so I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I'll just double tap the badge here and we'll all get home. But these are some really pretty systems. I'm just saying. If you believe this entity is hostile, Commander, then... Let's get what readings I, we can. I agree we should leave, but shouldn't we... I mean, this equipment is obviously breaking down. Shouldn't we attempt to do something to shore it up? So they, I'm might, thinking. they might be freed anyway when this... All of this comes apart, and... Ella oh, wants yeah. to... I want to scan for a life signs. I will just say one thing. Rast, of course, is an empath. He probably wouldn't be able to tell that Lee was not exactly being truthful. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Alel, roll me a reason <clears throat> science, please. Difficulty of one. On 27 successes. We need some momentum. Thank you. Um, forensic science? Yeah, I'll but give it to you. my power systems? <laughs> Because you're basically just seeing what sort of life is in the area. One success, that's all you need. Okay. So what you find, Alel, again, you're not getting through the dome, but you are detecting trace amounts of what might be an old precursor race. Now, again, because you have access to the Ophian logs, you know that they are the Freya. And you know that the Freya are what made this. So this makes this entire discovery quite a momentous find. Because, again, the last time a Freya uh, structure was found, it led to the Andromeda Galaxy. And with something that can literally lock a moon in orbit, kind of a big deal. Hmm. Uh, she turns to Rast. Commander, I'm picking up signals to indicate or trace amounts of the Freya. Are you familiar with we that? Need to, we need to get as many readings and information from here as we can. Um, maybe there's some sort of data source here where we can find out any information on what's trying to reach out to us. But I think we need to, I think we need to gather as much as we can and maybe find a way to make contact with this being. But well, they've okay. already made contact with us repeatedly, lying to us all the way. Impersonating deities trying to deceive us. Williams, what are you doing while this is happening? All of this is a little bit over my head as a lowly security man. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I am just keeping my eyes open for anything that I you know, 
anything that looks hinky in a practical sense, like, you know, any any actual physical threats. So they're having their conversation over stage left. You're stage right. And the console you're seeing, I guess I should describe the console. The console is built for humanoids, like it's meant to be touched and manipulated in such a way. Um, but what you're noticing in this particular console is that floating above it is like a Rubik's Cube, some sort of a, uh, what is it, a Menger sponge, the fractal cube within a cube, I believe is what it is. Um, but you're just basically seeing this cube rotating and rotating and I'd like you to roll me a fitness medicine, please. The difficulty <laughs> is a five. Oh, dear. Fitness medicine. Difficulty five. Uh, spend a point of momentum and hopefully roll three ones. You also do have determination. You have determination. Um, but no. Okay. No. All right. So, something happens. The longer you stare at the cube, the more you're drawn to it. You're like, this, I want to touch it. So you get closer and closer. They're still having their conversation stage left. You get closer and closer. You reach out and just very briefly touch the floating cube. And immediately... The dome on the wall opens up. The force field is still there, but the dome opens up like an iris. And all of you see and hear this. And as you turn to look, you see what's inside. What's inside is a purple-skinned tripod. This is species 8472. And that's where we're going to take our break, everybody. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. (laughs) So, we will be back in 10 minutes, everybody. Stick around. And we're back. So, oh, let me fix the webcams here. Uh, Hold on. There we go. The webcams are once again fixed. All right. So, welcome back, everybody, to the second part of Session 3, where... The players have literally just discovered two trapped species 8472, also known as the Undine, or however you say it properly. And they're apparently being used as biocomputers, or that's as much as the players got before we cut to break. So we resume the scene with the away team on the planet. The iris has opened up. You see the trapped Undine. What do you do? I uh, I could beam us out of here right now. One moment. We have to make sure that they can't get out. Wait, do we know what they are? I would say now that you We're see aware. them. Yeah, you're well, aware. Well, we're aware of the species. Yes. Okay. Um, we We have to do something to make sure they can't get out. Greetings. Williams, are what you, did you are do? Are you looking for a way back to fluidic space? You say uh, this, Rast? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, what was that, Lieutenant? What did you do? Oh. I... I touched it. 
Uh, Why? Couldn't couldn't help it. Something. They probably got into his mind and was like, hey, yeah, do that. Let us out. Are you saying that they mind controlled you? Because if that's so, we just need to go. No, it wasn't. It was mind control. It wasn't an the external force compelling me. It was. Yeah, it was more like a suggestion. That was. It's difficult. also known as mind control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a doctor, and you'll forgive me, but I just got mind controlled. <laughs> True. So, Raz, we have a. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm glad we have an agreement on what just happened here. Now, what are we going to do about it? Well, Rast, you saying aloud to the Undine saying, are you trying to get back to fluidic space? They answer. And they answer by speaking to all of your minds. So all of you hear this. And you can imagine their voice to be as extraterrestrial as you like. I, of course, am not going to do it voice because it would kill my throat. Um, but just imagine sort of feeling the words and hearing them in a way that would make sense to you. So, for example, Rast, you being Rom Romulan Betazoid, you would probably hear pure Romulan. Uh, Alel would hear, because she's a, a Denobulan, right? She would hear Denobulan, etc., etc. So Zeke, Gorn, Williams, whatever language on Earth, Tobin, or Lee would see Bajoran, etc., etc. The voice says... We have been trapped here for millennia by the Sean. You must free us. Sean. Trapped them here. I thought I thought this was a precursor artifact. It may have been appropriated by the Sean to serve their purposes. They might be using it to enter into our dimension. Who knows? What can you tell us of the Sean? The Sean are breaking down the walls of reality. They are breaking into fluidic space, into your realm. Commander Rast, can you ask them if they know the purpose of this facility? What is the purpose of this planet and its satellites? So for a brief moment, all of you feel a phantom pain coming from the link. Sort of like, uh, you know, if you put one hand underneath like a box or something and you leave your regular hand out and then somebody sort of stabs a fake hand or however that whole situation works. It's a ghostly sensation that confirms the fact that they are indeed in great pain. Also Kitty. Um... But as you feel the phantom pain, they say they are using us as biocomputers. They are attempting to build a stellar engine. Are there more of you on this planet? No, it is just us two. A stellar engine to go where? To break down the walls of reality as you know it. Command Rast say Romulan saying the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They are the black ants to our red ants. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Commander Lee, you all right? I'll be fine, Commander. Thank you. I mean, like, we haven't really got on the right foot with the Undying anyway, so I mean, like, it's the first time for everything, right, Commander? I agree. I mean, you all felt that. You felt what they are feeling. I think... It's like eating, it's like eating a, a, a Coney Island uh, chili dog, but you're in L.A. and they don't really make them right. What assurances do we have that if we help you, you're not going to kill all of us and beyond? We will remove the Sean from your captain's mind. I'm sorry, what? They repeat. Oh dear, we get, we've, we've got to get back there. So the last time we tried removing some Shan from some people's minds, it messed up the people. Can you do it safely? Yes. Could you put that in like a wiki document so we could reference <laughs> it later? <laughs> um, no, seriously, we could tie the transporters into the system. We just beam them out. It's easy. Um, there's just a sense yeah. of confusion that comes through the link. Just what? <laughs> um, can I? Is there a way I can? What would you like me to roll? I would like to. I don't believe them, and I want to discern if they're being truthful. If I can. That would be for you in insight security. If you have forensic science, psychology, people reading, intuition. I, I would give you interrogation. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Difficulty. Uh, difficulty of two. That's fine. So you do pass. You know, Undine, you know, body language, hard to tell, but they're not like flipping you the bird as they're all saying this, or they're not... Uh, how do I put this? The voice sounds sincere. How do you know our, how do you know if our cap that our captain has a Sean? And one of the Undine points like a shaking, wobbly finger, or a digit anyway, at Lee and says That one, when we spoke to it, we could sense it nearby. Is there a way to get a secure communication between two people? Are you asking me as the GM or Yeah, as the GM. Uh, I would say it would depend on the nature of your communique. Um, I'm if you're... trying to I'm trying to uh, get a communication to Charlotte. To Charlotte, okay. Um, you could step over to the side, tap your com badge. I don't care if anybody in the group hears it. Mm. I don't want the captain to hear it. <laughs> okay, I would say that there's a chance the captain will eventually hear about it, but immediately, probably not. Which is fine. Okay. I can deal with that ramification later okay um uh commander rest to charlotte this ambassador is, charlotte this is charlotte go ahead can you do me a favor and smell the captain she's right with me sir uh give me a moment you hear <sighs> oh dear thank you that's all i needed to know <laughs> All right, they're coming with us. 
Um, and for right now, uh, only us, only we know they're coming with us. Understood, Commander. These uh, are, GM are today. Gonna, are we are we bringing them in the shuttle, or are we yes. uh, gonna? Oh, okay. Zeke, I'd like you to roll me an insight engineering difficulty of two, please. I got some thinking to do. <laughs> it's big brain time. Yeah. Uh, do I get to know if I have any focuses for this uh, big brain time? Unfortunately, no. You're I activating so. an NPC. This is true. You are activating him. You could give him a new focus. Uh, Same for Alal, too. Alal could get a new focus or talent or value. That would apply. Doesn't that only apply the second time you activate him? Yeah, we'll wave it for Zeke because we're, we're you so could many episodes You probably have in. a few new things based on I'm, I'm not quite there. certain what I'm rolling for. Let's uh, just say it involves like... gravimetric disturbances. Power systems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not Matic level smart. I don't deserve power systems yet. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to take it as is and we'll do 2d20. Okay. All right. Crush your claws. Oh, Ow. damn. I'm going to take threat for that because Ow. I want to give you access to the handout, but I'm definitely taking the threat. Ooh, succeeded cost. Ouch. Yep. Happy to serve. All right. So Happy you should now serve. see a handout enabled 8472 reactor scan. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that earlier. Um, so, uh, Commander, if if we leave with them, uh, the systems here are gonna shut down, and those gravimetric beams that are holding the moons in place they're gonna stop, and the moons are either gonna crash into the planet or they're gonna fly away. I thought you said moons. <laughs> moons. Like with all the life forms up there. Uh, we need to go to the ship with our guests. Commander, might I suggest that we contact Commander Maddock first and have him, along with a security detail, uh, depose the captain immediately before she fires those quantum torpedoes I asked about? All right, very good. Um, what's the, what's the, what is the, is there like a, like, um, under under Article Section Four, you know that kind of stuff. Um, there is. I think the, Dag knows it. You you uh, you can you're doing a like a she's not fit for duty anymore, so you can just be the captain now. Yeah, but what's the? Is there is. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to tell Matic. Oh. It's like Gen it's like General Order Five or something. Okay. Just tell Matic to commit mutiny. Commander uh, <laughs> Rast to Matic. Uh Matic here. Um Yeah. Uh in accordance to General Order Five, the captain is no longer fit for duty and I need you to relieve her of her command. 
uh, be aware that she has one of the Sean in her. This has been verified by who and what? Charlotte. So you want me to purposely commit mutiny and take over the ship? Correct. I mean, it's not until, mutiny until I return. Permission. Okay. And no, you cannot break the temporal dot prime directive to do so. <laughs> um, you'll hear uh, like a loud banging sound, and then you'll hear Matic just kind of cuss in pain. Um, all right, not a dream. Uh, save uh, save what data you can on the dome. Uh, we're downloading everything that we can, um, and there will be more for you to examine when we get there. 10-4. Uh, if you can have the captain detained, if it's possible to detain her and have her in the shuttle bay when we get there, that would probably be best. But if you need to put her in the brig, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, Matic out. All right. Uh, all right. Make her comfortable. <laughs> so I, because I have all this threat, I'm going to spend two threat because Archuleta, you've been infected for quite a while, actually. Probably about uh, right at the end of season one, if you will. You've been playing along. You've been playing the the long con. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Part of your security procedures to make sure that your cover isn't blown is that you're informed when your officers start talking behind your back. Hmm. So you get informed of this. Okay. And this is the start of the important decisions of Archuleta, or evil Archuleta, as I'm calling her. Mm-hmm. What does evil Archuleta do? Breevil. Where is she at right now? She's on the bridge. Uh, you are on the bridge, yes. You've just gotten a little notification on your captain's chair. Nobody else knows about it. And who else is on the bridge with me? Standard red shirts. And Charlotte. And Charlotte. Charlotte's not near you, but Charlotte is inspecting the view screen. In fact, okay. why, don't we, uh, why don't we just go back there for uh, easier reference? Hmm. All right, so Zeke is not there. Williams is not there. Where did I put Charlotte? There's Charlotte. Ambassador Charlotte's like over here by the view screen. And then I can throw red shirts if you literally want to throw red shirts. Um, no, she's going to order them to clear the bridge. Okay. So I would say that everybody starts following out, but maybe one instance. Except for you, Charlotte ambassador and the ambassador looks a little worried for a moment stops and by this point yeah it's just archuleta and the ambassador (sighs) took them long enough i'm surprised i didn't smell you on the first time how did you avoid me i it's less about what i did and more probably about what you can smell. Oh. It's not me, it's you. Um, 
I want to uh, tell the computer mm -hmm. initiate bridge security lockdown authorization Archuleta Delta Alpha Beta Z. Mm -hmm. And my goal with that would be just to, I guess, reinforce the locks on the doors and add a force field. Okay. I'll spend some threat that it also takes away control from engineering. The only place that can do anything on the ship is in the bridge. So I guess being part Shan, she would know, like, their ultimate motive, too. You would, yes. And for the audience, I present the following. The Shan are trying to break down the walls of reality... And the initial plan was to have the Fenrir join the Okita. And together, they were going to bring new moons to fuel the stellar engine, as they call it. But obviously, things didn't happen as expected. Okay. Plus, you can make up little evil things if you want. I you wow. you have the creative liberty to do so. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she's going to tap her comm badge and try and get a hold of Mr. Rast. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of Rast, you can get a hold of Rast. Yeah. She taps her badge. Mr. Rast, how are things coming along? Things are moving along swimmingly, Captain. Anything new to report? Uh, we'll be coming back up to uh, to the ship here momentarily. Oh. So I judge you came to some sort of conclusion. Yeah. Um, it's an old derelict... Uh, an old derelict system, old derelict uh, equipment here. Um, some ghosts and phantoms in the system. We've, uh, we're trying to download a few more uh, schematics and, and data from here. Uh, before we leave, I figure we've got probably another 40, 45 minutes. And with that, he's like motioning everybody to go to the fucking <laughs> shuttle. <Yeah. laughs> we've got about another 45 minutes uh, of just getting uh, basic information out of the uh, out of the systems they have here. Okay. Can she remote lock out the runabout? Yes. If you want to remote lock it out, you can. But I think it's cooler if I spend some threat. You can launch a quantum torpedo at it. Mm. As Dag dies over here. <laughs> um, there's no other way off. If you will blow up that runabout, they're stuck there. Oh, out of character, that hurts me so bad. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. In character, she gladly pushes the button. Um, no, she wants to play with them, so she's going to lock it out. Okay. Lock it. Yeah. So you guys on the surface, and I guess I'll put us back on the surface map for this one. Um, you don't know the lockouts there quite yet. You're still figuring out how to get the 8472 out of the force field. Does, uh, would Zeke get any uh, automation from the system telling him it's down? Or would he have to like tap it and be like, uh, what's, what's yeah, going on you, here? Yeah, you'd have to tap okay. it. And... All right. 
But uh, yeah, uh, I would say at this point, you are just trying to find like all of you are looking around. Obviously, you're still scanning just to get data. Um, but all of you are looking around for anything that might get rid of the force field. And I would say that two people can roll for this, meaning one main roll, one assist. And it would play to your strength. So for Rast, he would be rolling a reason command. For Zeke, he would be rolling a reason engineering. Williams, a reason security. Lee, a reason science. The difficulty on this will be a four. So um, set up who is assisting whom carefully. Quick so question. We, yes. Uh, as they've been searching all this and they've been finding out that like it's the Freya, it's similar to the equipment that built Pandora's box and all that. Mm -hmm. Is this being sent real time to the ship? Or it no. was well okay, so up it wasn't. until up until the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we also uh, as soon as they mentioned about the captain, you know, that seven second delay, mm -hmm. uh, we cut it off. Right. So but I'm, you know, but basically I mean, like, they said a swear word and we I don't, cut it off. I don't like, think we uh, get any Matic screwery for us on the planet at this time. That's well, Matic, Matic still has access to all Daystrom Institute logs regarding everything to do with the Freya. So, I'll give you one, or I'll give you two threat if I'm allowed to create an advantage that he uploads it to uh, Rast or Zeke, and um, for trying to find something similar along because I remember. Yeah, I think I know where you're going. It was with a this. force field, though, like like how the how, like how it runs. Right, right. I know you're going with this. Um, I tell you what, we'll make a roll of it. Because the computer is in lockdown mode, I will say you get one attempt to do one thing before Archuleta catches on and locks you out completely. So I get one attempt to do anything at all on the ship. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> and because I have all this lovely threat... Whatever you attempt is a difficulty of five. And the complication range is also a 16 to 20. Okay. I'm, I'm allowed to attempt one thing on a computer before shit goes sideways. Correct. Do I still have the friendly Sean that were originally part of our crew with me in engineering? Martinez and I forget the other guy's name. Yes. Obranich. Okay. Obranich. That's right. What I want to do is I want to tell them to reach out to their 35 friends on the Akita. Mm -hmm. Basically just do a quick little, like, SOS. Have them say mutiny or pirate or something to, like, hey, about to get over here. Mm -hmm. I want to... You can do that after the game. <laughs> um, I want to eject the warp core. Okay. Ugh, I was gonna do that. <laughs> Luckily, well, he doesn't know I get it. What I want anyway. <laughs> he doesn't know it. So, all right, Matic, you're gonna eject all which, three. All three. Are you gonna eject all three? Just the primary? I'm ejecting all three. Okay. And then um, I'm going to grab Martinez and the other guy, and we're going to book it to the bridge and 
I'm taking a real gun with me. Okay. <laughs> oh, there goes. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't he get more threat with the real gun? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so. Like, I'm wait, just why, why are you ejecting the warp core? Because then, uh, if you lose all power, you're not able to sustain the force field. You'll sustain the, you'll sustain the magnetic locks, but you won't mm-hmm. sustain the force field. Unless okay. I spend the threat you just gave me to say that the fusion reactors on the saucer section, the alpha section, are going to keep those force fields running. You gave me threat. I got to use it. Your, your counterspell got counterspelled. <laughs> but can he tell that? No, he has no idea. So he's on the bridge thinking that uh, he's about to get Archuleta. But unfortunately, this means your advantage doesn't happen. So it is still a difficult task for those of you on the ground. Question. Yes. This is to find the uh, device that will lower the shields? Yes. It sounds like this is a role that we really want to fail. Because we, if we lower the shields, I mean, that doesn't actually do us any good. We can't get off the planet. Well, we don't know that yet. Yeah, we don't, don't know, know that, that yet. yet. No, but I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Metagaming this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the junior kind of doctor that? should do it. <laughs> that's um, fine. We'll just have the Akita do it. But that's metagaming. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take the lead on this? Reason, special... com- reason command. Uh huh. All right. Reason command. It is. All right. And who's assisting? Uh, I can assist with materialization systems if it's force field related. Sure, I'll give it to you. I'm going to use that last damn little thingy thing over there. Mm -hmm, That momentum. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to use it because I'm (laughs) going to uh, spend a determination instead. Okay, which value? Uh, We're going to use every problem has a solution, baby. Fair enough. So that's two free successes. And it's reason. Okay. All right. So I'm going for a record how many complications I can roll in one game. <laughs> was that your assistance? Not yet. Oh, okay. I, I was about to you. say, no, not another complication. And I don't have a focus. No. 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 Oh. Okay. That's three. Three. That's four. four. Uh, I didn't roll my applicable focus. Is it underneath a four? Let's roll, roll over and see, find out. What's that? Uh, no, you rolled a seven. So even with a focus, it wouldn't have given you two successes. I. So I'm going to take threat because I think I said it was difficulty five. So I'm going to take the threat to let you succeed. So Rast, you do find the proverbial red button. But instead of a red button, it's just another one of those merger sponges that is glowing red. And it is opposite the glowing green one that Williams touched earlier. It actually seems rather obvious now that you look at it. You're like, why didn't I notice this sooner? (laughs) All right. I'm going to push the big red button. All right. You push the big red button and the change is immediate. The force field around the Undine collapses and they fall to the floor And at the same time, there's a rumble throughout the entire facility. Up in space, Archuleta, you are privy to the fact that the Undine have been freed. 
because the moons are beginning to fall out of their orbits or being flung out into dark space. Hmm. She's going to be very upset and she's going to fire that torpedo. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I would say that Archuleta is going to roll me a control and a security. The difficulty is two. I have enough threat to give you two additional dice. So you're rolling four dice. Come on, whammies. Is it is a focus interstellar law and politics gonna work? <laughs> yes, because this you is... are this is aggressive negotiation. <laughs> cowboy, <laughs> cowboy diplomacy. Cowboy diplomacy, there you go. And your power systems have come back to haunt us. All right, that is the two successes that you are required for this task. Oh, good. So, Archuleta, I need you mm -hmm. to roll me quantum torpedo damage. Okay. Which I think is on the sheet, and if it's not, Fenrir we can... And torpedoes? Uh, is that challenge dice? Yeah, they're challenge dice. I'm just trying to remember how much it is. Did I give you quantums? Yeah, I did. It's going to be okay. eight challenge dice. Okay. All right. I have one threat remaining. Please re-roll those zeros. Okay. All right. So as the away team uh, starts to emerge from the tunnel, you hear and see a quantum torpedo descending through the sky towards the runabout and it hits the runabout. And this is a very, very important system hit roll. Structure and sensors. So immediately the shields on the runabout collapse and the port nacelle completely blows off. I'm thinking that uh, Commander Maddox uh, wasn't able to take control of the bridge. <laughs> um, Raph yeah. is going to get a chirp and... Bree's going to say, it's a shame you trusted the Undine over me. And I'm just going to cut it. Damn it. Now, I would say that the shuttle could maybe fly. It still has its starboard nacelle. <laughs> it just is going to be very difficult to dodge any, shall we say, phaser blasts directed in your direction. Uh, Commander, may I make a suggestion? Yes, Lieutenant Commander. <laughs> you remember that illustration that um, uh, Obi gave us, the apple and the orange? Could we not use the same principle, contacting the Shan on board our vessel, in order to have them essentially override telepathically the captain's mind or the Shan's mind that's operating inside of her? It is worth a try considering well that's if we can even communicate the gm is <laughs> making the thinking emoji face this is maybe a good idea <laughs> and, and uh so rast is going to uh try to reach out to the sean all right i need you to roll me a presence and command difficulty of two Matic, i would say Matic, we'll get to you in a second presence and command mm-hmm Difficulty two, we're going to use that last piece of momentum. Okay. And is this uh, 
what kind of communication are we looking at here? Telepathic. Okay, so my uh, focus. Yay. All right. Uh. Nice. You get two momentum. Very nice. You get in contact with Martinez, and he says, uh, Sir, is, is that you, Commander Rast? Yes, I need I need you and your people's help. Uh, one of the, well, I can't remember if it was an orange or an apple, but one of those is <laughs> has taken over Captain Archuleta. Obrovich, was it the apple? It doesn't matter. We'll see what we can do. Whatever you're not is what she is. We'll get together and we'll see what we can do. And right. Matic, uh, as that happens, you hear that side of the conversation. And Martinez turns to you and says, uh, Sir, I'm getting something from Rast. He wants myself and the other Sean to try and override the one in the captain. Uh, the what? The, <laughs> the, the Sean in the captain. Matic to uh, Captain Archuleta. Do you answer? No. <laughs> Power move. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I almost wanted to be put straight to voicemail. <laughs> you've reached the desk of Captain Archuleta. She's not available yeah. at the moment. You've reached the combat. She's on her phone, Captain but just Archuleta. doesn't want to take the call. <laughs> Um, she, she's gonna leave you on read. So okay, I, okay. So from what I tried to do earlier, the bullshit I tried to pull earlier, mm -hmm. um, the warp cores are gone. At this point, the warp cores have been ejected. You are maybe on deck three. You've had to crawl Jeffrey's tubes the entire way because the turbo lifts are down. <laughs> and before you can get to deck two, there's already a force field blocking you. Okay. <clears throat> And of course, if Archuleta has evil villain monologues, feel free. So she's not going to speak a whole lot, but she is going to go to that armory um, mm -hmm. enclosure on the bridge and pull out a phaser. Okay. Just a regular one. Okay. And then she's going to look at the ambassador and she's going to kind of just like pace around a little bit and ask her... So you're a projection from subspace, right? Something More like a physical copy. Oh, so you do bleed. You realize hurting me is not going to solve anything. No, but, I mean, your insurance. Well, I'm a hostage now. Mm-hmm. A novel experience. She's going to definitely position herself as if she was going to fight this spider girl. <laughs> okay. Um, but not make a move. She's just preparing herself if it comes to that. Okay. Somatic. What kind of bullshit you got for me, man? While he's maticking, uh, I sent you a message. So you did. Uh, I would say no to that, okay. and then 
Yep, I'm just now seeing Watney's message. Yeah, I think you know the answer to that yeah. one by now. <laughs> um, I'm in the Jeffrey's tubes. You're in the Jeffrey's tubes. Sweating. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to give you guys a point of momentum because in the Jeffrey's tubes with you, is Mr. Jensen. Williams, if you would be so kind. <laughs> Alright. Alright, Commander. Alright, everybody. Let's let's Boy Boy Howdy, let's let's lock and load. <laughs> you grab us boy, some momentum there, Lee. We should be at three. Uh Matic will Matic has so I don't I don't know if you still have an image of it, but basically, a a Freya weapon mm -hmm. is this like mass is like a handheld sized railgun that like ruins people's motherfucking days. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like, didn't we blow a hole through a building? You blew a hole through a fifteen foot cube of duranium. Yeah, what we ruined the fuck? That's OP yeah. as shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh That's my why god! It, it gives you what? Five threat, threat every oh. time you fire it. You gotta like dislocate yeah. your arm. Yeah. to fire this thing. This um, is the BFG from Doom. Is where we're going with okay, this. Okay, amazing. I if, if what you're about to ask me is what I think it is, Matic. Yes, you could literally shoot a hole to the bridge with your rifle. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, look, a new Jeffrey's I just tube. imagine Where? him in the Jeffrey's tube with this huge railgun. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it is. Um, where, where in the Jeffrey's tube am I located in regards to, um, like, if I wanted to just space the bridge and put a massive hole through the top of the bridge, mm -hmm. where am I, in, am I able to accomplish this somehow? I'm just thinking geometry here in my head. Bridge is here. You're here. Well, that's one way to become captain. Like if <laughs> I would say that you have a shot to not only get to the bridge and pierce into space, but no matter what shot angle you do, you're gonna pierce the bridge. Like there's no way to get to the bridge without piercing into space. Okay. Um, Jensen's going to see Matic start uh, setting up this rifle in a way that uh, he can fire it. Um, Matic will look at Jensen and say, uh, all right, Jensen, it's, uh, it's, time for, it's time for you to show uh, what you're made of. Um, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, sir. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, close down this door. That way, uh, recoil and percussive shock and all that stuff doesn't affect any of y'all. Um, but as soon as it reopens, you take the bridge. All right. Uh, I'll Storm do my bridge. best to not get injured by this as well, but. <clears throat> Good luck and Godspeed. And with that, Matic will uh, shut and lock the thing going up, like, 
they're down a level. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is fire. No uh, determination. No stranger to violence. Okay. Um, I'm going to use the points of determination spin to be able to do an action immediately after I complete this action. Okay. I'm going to fire two rounds. Okay. That's going to be a control security difficulty of two. Alien technology? Sure. I take an extra die for that, or... Roll security, difficulty of two. Uh, let me take one dice for each roll. So I'm going to do sort of one momentum for both rolls. All right. So now you do realize firing twice gives me 10 threat. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure you knew. That's the first one. Okay. So that is uh, five successes on the first shot. So that's three momentum. Second one. And three uh, successes on the second one for one more momentum. So that's four momentum. Okay. Yep. Now, what I'm going to say here is you pierce through the bridge. Your first shot, there is a thunderous explosion in the Jeffrey's tube as the railgun quite literally sends a projectile maybe about the size of a, uh, maybe like a grape. Uh, at literally warp speed through the metal and everything above it. And the first shot blows a hole maybe about two feet across. So it's just this big, almost conic shape of just two feet all the way up to the bridge. The second shot expands that to six feet, so something you could conceivably climb through. However, as the captain is dealing with the fact that there's now both a hole in the floor and a hole in the ceiling, Matic, I'm going to spend two threat. You are lethally injured, meaning that if at the end of the scene you are not healed, I don't think I need to finish that sentence. Uh, the full momentum I generated... Yep. Two, I'm going to spin to create an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, the sudden deep, I'm going to say something along the lines of the sudden depetrization and the angle of the shot uh, doesn't allow any sort of force fields or any sort of, uh, I guess, recovery to happen. And so there, there is no like emergency bulkheads shutting down. Like it's because the warp core is missing and because of how this shot went through. Mm hmm. Keep the momentum because I think it's it's more interesting thematically if the force fields do kick in, but there still is a chance that the captain gets sucked out. So, Captain, very important role. Uh, <laughs> I need you to roll me a fitness and a security, please. The difficulty is a two. And with my ca- ten threat, I'm going to give you two additional dice. Can we spend our five momentum the way you would spend threat? Unfortunately, no. Can I use my determination for myself? You certainly could. Okay. Am I still rolling four? Yes. 
And every success you generate is more threat for me. Evasive action? Oh, yeah. We say, I get that threat all back. So, uh, Archuleta, you were expecting this. And I'm going to say that you also took out the maglev boots that are in the security locker, strapped those on, had them on. Because when the shot comes through, it misses you and Charlotte. But you are not ejected into space by the time the force fields kick in. Charlotte, on the other hand... I don't want to say that she's too big to get through the hole, but she's kind of too big. <laughs> so there's this moment where we, we would see Charlotte just kind of ping off the ceiling and then fall back to the ground. And and she just sort of picks herself up and says, yeah, could we not do that again? I, I don't like this pain thing. Don't look at me. She like nods down the... Uh gigantic hole in the floor and then goes to like peek down it. Jensen, the doors open of the Jeffrey's tube. You see Maddox critically injured on the floor looking up at you or looking down at you. You're looking up. Looking down at you is the captain. Alright, Jensen, uh, following Maddox's orders mm -hmm. will completely ignore the fact that Maddox is critically injured because he's just like, okay, when the door opens, start the bridge. The door's open. Start the bridge. Start the bridge. Start the bridge. And uh, he will raise his phaser mm -hmm. um, and go. I do, I, I'm sorry, Captain. And uh, he will fire his phaser at Captain Archuleta. All right. Now it is a difficult shot, so it is going to be a difficulty of three. It's going to be a control security. If you hit, you do hit her. Now, I would say you do have the benefit of a minor action here. So if you want to aim, aim. or charge. I'm going to take the aim minor action. All right. That will allow you to reroll 1d20. Not right. to worry. Uh, Dag and Lee, we're going to go back down to the uh, surface crew in a moment. I'm enjoying this. Don't, mm -hmm. don't worry about us. I'm just imagining mm -hmm. Dag. He keeps looking angrier and angrier at Watney. It's hilarious to me. Um, I'm sorry. All right. As a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Cap. No, it's okay. Okay. Um, as a supporting character, I cannot spend momentum with him, can I? I'm going to allow it in this case. Oh, Jensen's sorry. Special. It's just determination. He yeah, you can't... Well, if I Jensen... Mean, if, he does, if he's got a value, you can't. Yeah. This is an activation of Jensen. You could give him one. I would just go ahead and spend the momentum. Okay. I will, uh, yeah, I will spend three momentum for an extra two dice. Uh, he does, I guess I should put uh, us on theater of mind for this. I didn't even think of that. Sorry about that. No focus. Three successes is what you need. I now need you to roll me your phaser damage. All right. Okay. Jensen doesn't specifically have the phaser on his sheet, so... Uh, what is his security? Uh, Jensen's security is two. Then you are rolling six challenge die. Six. Yeah, there you go. Uh, why'd you roll a control science? Oh, did yeah, you did roll science? a control science. Two. What's your security? Uh, it's two. Okay. Uh, yeah, you still have those three successes. Okay, cool. Uh... He wouldn't have gotten one of them, actually. 
You're oh, you're right. It's an eleven. But he aimed, so you could reroll one of the zeros. Yeah, I'm gonna reroll right. one, and I'm I'm gonna do it properly this time. Control. Ah, there we go. Security. One d twenty. No. There's your success. All right. Now let's do six challenge dice. Also, full disclosure, I'm not killing the captain deliberately, but if that's what happens, we'll figure something out. All right, so... Is it set on to kill? No, and oh. that's that's where I was going to go with this. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, captain, you're going to take five stress of damage. So okay. five stress. But that is enough to injure you. Now, it's not a lethal attack, which means that if you get medical attention... Uh, you'll you'll be fine maybe some uh or let me rephrase that if you don't get medical attention then you'll just get some cool scars um but the the key takeaway is that while matic will die at the end of the scene if he isn't healed you're doing fine however if you want to stay in combat i can spend two threat to let you stay in combat but the caveat to that is if you take two injuries, you are disintegrated on the spot. So Ooh. it is entirely up to you how this proceeds. Are the shields up on the Okita? The shields are up on the Okita. Actually, we... let me think about that for a moment. I would have had Martinez alert them whenever I dumped the warp core. Yeah, let's let's go with what I said originally. The <laughs> the Okita shields are up. Okay. Um, but there are generators still around the bridge mm -hmm. for force fields even though there's a six foot hole yes can i generate a force field now along the top of the breach uh the force field already kicked in i might have forgotten to say that but not the top the floor oh the floor yes you could but it wouldn't be a very strong one it might be something jensen could get through Okay, I still want to do that. Okay, I'm spending two threat. Jensen, you hit the captain. You're pretty dang sure it was hard enough to put anyone down, even a Klingon. But she's still standing, and to make matters worse, there's now a force field between you and her. I don't, I don't get it, Commander. She's got some kind of superhuman. Oh. Uh, Is Maddox still, like, am I still, like, conscious? I'm just oh, like. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm out gold. Mm. I didn't know if it was one of those uh, that it's like, these are my last moments kind of bloodied and breathing, or if I'm, like, unconscious. If you give me two momentum, I'll let you have last... No, I'm not going to kill you. No, you're fine. Uh, can I do two momentum to have Savia there? Like, she's part of the crew that's coming up with us? I'll let it happen, yeah. Medical. Give me two momentum. Savia will be there as medical. I'm pretty, pretty sure his ears aren't supposed to bleed like that. And Savia kind of goes up to him and says, eh, he's had worse. And Savia starts doing her work. We cut back down to the away team. Away team, how are you feeling about that runabout? Do you do you dare going inside it or? Listen, I can get it up there. We just <laughs> better pray she doesn't shoot at us. Hey, if if they got a target lock on it, they could knock it down the second the second they see power going to that systems. Well, we well, just I mean how. How far out of the atmosphere, Zeke, do we have to be for you to transport us off the runabout? And on to the uh, Akita. Well, assuming their shields are down, uh, we really just need to be in low orbit, you know, 
10. I, I may if you be say, able to... If you say you can do it, uh, Commander Williams, I trust you. And I may be able to do it on maneuvering thrusters, I don't know. But it would I certainly mean, it would certainly mask our power signature. Yeah, you got to mask the power signature. If you could get us uh, maybe 50, 75 kilometers up, we could probably get the targeting sensors on the Okita to get us out of there. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to gain enough velocity to break orbit, but I could get us up there. Go for it. It's going to be a really pretty explosion. <laughs> All right, is the missile uh, still in there? Uh, the starboard one is. Yeah. Got one. Oh, all you need is one. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to be using them. We're going yeah. up on thrusters, so oh. again, uh, strap yourself in. But I'll just say, if this doesn't work, seatbelts are probably not going to save you. Yeah, the two of <laughs> being with you just sort of look at one another, and you get the sense of we're relying on these people. <laughs> Can we just go back in there? Yeah, I mean they're still grateful, but they're just kind of like. Is this better than where we just were? I mean, if it, if it ain't this, the moons are going to crash into the planet. So, you know, spectacle one one way or the other. Mm -hmm. All right, Williams, very key role for you. I need a daring and a con. The difficulty will be a four. Okay. The complication range will be 18 to 20 because you're missing a nacelle. And that's affecting the power flow to the thrusters. You can be assisted by one other person rolling the same daring con. Okay. All right. Commander, uh, I'm going to tap my value, measure twice, cut once to make uh, careful, careful assurances of my pre-flight checks uh, to make sure that the thrusters will fire when I need them to. Okay. And we'll go ahead and make that roll. Daring. On 2d20. Uh oh. Alright, that's one success, which means, Mr. Rast, it falls to you. How many do I need? Does the, uh, need... Does the, does the shuttle assist? Uh, no, unfortunately, the shuttle does not assist. Boom! Oh! <laughs> Always with the roll. Oh, clutch. So you get uh... one momentum. <clears throat> And yes, between Williams and Rast working together in concert, you are able to get the runabout high enough up through the atmosphere to contact the Okita. And the Okita asks you a very important question. Uh, let's let's make this an actual NPC because I feel like uh, we should we should give screen time to some of these supporting characters. Um, who made who made Volek? Uh, that's uh, Valek is my uh, my Vulcan science officer. Okay, let's not do him because you already have Jensen. Yeah. Um, Jensen. Who made Zines? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> who made who has... Doc? Made who? Doc. D O K in Alpha section. That's me. That sounds yeah. good. Well, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have the. Uh... <laughs> The captain working against the himself. junior lieutenant Vulcan, tactical mm -hmm. Vulcan, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Doc, this has been a very strange day. You're getting reports okay. that the Fenrir is supposedly in the middle of a mutiny. Uh, there's Undine coming up to the ship. 
how do you react to all this? Uh, this is Doc. How many... Are I transporting you? Yes. And how, how many to transport? Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> right? And those, and two of them are... What Six? species did you say? <laughs> he gives the right number, because I'm now completely... Yeah. 8472. Like, does some quick research because they're not familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I can let them on here, sir. Why? Because if they touch anybody on the ship, they could kill them. Yeah. Uh, Th they're on our belay side, that. Though. Just transport. Okay, are you okay if they transport them to the brig? You can transport us directly to a cargo bay. But the Undine to the brig? Uh, no. The Undine to the cargo bay. Sir, are you aware that there's a mutiny going on? Yes, I am aware. Now! <laughs> to the docking bay! Doc <laughs> <laughs> will... Begrudgingly transport them to the shuttle bay. All right. So the runabout will, well, you all transport out of the runabout. You can collect the runabout later. Um, but we cut back to Jensen. Matic, you're conscious, but you're not going to be doing any fighting. <clears throat> so if you want to shout advice at Jensen, feel free. Um, Matt, as Matic kind of comes to it, he'll look at Jensen and just, hey, Nice try, but that didn't work. Um, he will hand him his Klingon Disruptor. Okay. <clears throat> Do it big. Do and it then, big. Uh, <clears throat> and then... Uh, so Jess is just going to hoist the hand phaser at the Disruptor like Akimbo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like... Um, it's the matter of this force field, though. Uh, okay, okay. Um, seeing as Maddox out of, you can't make any tasks, but you can provide advice. Okay. Uh, Jensen, the fusion reactors for this section of the ship is still running. Um, what you might be able to do is access the isolinear chips and cause a recursive uh, cause a recursive power fluctuation to where it says that the power leaving the generators are coming right back in. Um, it would make the generators think they're overloading and you might be able to cause generators to temporarily shut themselves down long enough to get up there. Because we're what, like 10 feet away from this force field? Uh, two. you're two or three decks away. Hmm, excuse me. Uh, so that's 15. Okay. No, that's not right. Cause it's, it's nine, nine foot ceilings, eight foot ceilings. So we're 30, like about 30, feet. 18, foot? 30 feet. Yeah. 30, 30 feet. I think is there. right. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think I could jump that in one try. I. Pull out that panel and adjust isolinear chips. Juliet 7-4 through 
Zeta five six. Right, right. And change them. The recursive with... feedback loop. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. All right. Jensen. You know, Commander, you, you probably shouldn't talk in your condition. I. <laughs> For some reason, I see Jensen walk over, and like he still has both guns, just like this, looking at the panel, like, okay, now how do I get it open? Uh huh. That's a classic Jensen right there. Um, right, uh, yeah. Just strap weapons in. And say, oh, okay. All right. Well, this this can do. All right. So Jensen, you are rolling a daring engineering difficulty of three. Now Archuleta heard all of that. So Archuleta, while he's doing the roll, what are you doing? So he's trying to fire a disruptor at her. He can't even see her. No, he is trying to disrupt the force fields by overloading the reactors or making the reactors think they're overloading. Okay. Um, And where's the nearest airlock? Uh, Actually, there is a airlock on deck one that would have full EV suit if you so wished. Oh, no. Not for me. He wants to blow us at the airlock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, you do have full control of the ship from the mm -hmm. bridge. Why not just vent the atmosphere? I'm sorry. (laughs) She's going to say, computer, um, lock on to Savia Maddox signal. Ooh. And transport her directly to the bridge. That's dirty pool right there. I love it. I'm going to let it happen, but I want to see the roll from Jensen first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend that last point of momentum uh, that we have for this roll. Okay. Uh, and GM Matic has a power supply focus. <laughs> Is that going to apply? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just use power systems. Am I technically assisting him or no? Because I'm telling him, hey, do this, do this, do this. No, no, unfortunately not. So Jensen, you pull out the isolinear chips and nothing happens. You said you said Juliet nine, right? We still have one momentum. Can he re-roll the zeros? No, No, you can only use that for challenge dice. It's challenge dice with the momentum. Yep. Yep. Um but Juliet 9 seems like it's tied into the sonic showers on deck 6. I don't think that's really going to do anything, sir. Uh, Batic now, re- now eternally uh, regrets <laughs> giving him a disruptor rif- ruptor pistol. Um, but yeah, no, Batic, your wife dematerializes in front of you. Dematerializes next to Charlotte. I, I didn't do that. Matic to Captain. Oh, you're still alive? <laughs> yes. We decided to put together a pretty good medical team. Mm. You know, if Bree had known that you had that rail gun, we might not be here today. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things about this ship that a certain level of Daystrom Institute knowledge is all you really need. While I'm waiting. For what? (laughs) I'm going to cut the line. Okay. And then she's going to like go over to the nearest console and check on the crew that was in that shuttle 
and see if she can deduce what happened to them. It's easy enough that you can tell that they have made it to the Okita. And the okay. shuttle itself has crash landed into the surface of the planet. Okay. That's all she's going to do for now. Okay. So Jensen, what's the play? Remember, you... Well, I guess you wouldn't know. So if, if someone on the Okita calls Jensen or Matic, you might not be able to open up a dialogue. That is your GM hint for today. Question. Yes. Could we simply transport Archuleta off the bridge? She has emergency force fields in place, but the Fenrir shields themselves have to be down given that the warp cores have been ejected. That is very true. I would like to make that recommendation to uh, Commander Rest. <laughs> All right, transporters are your thing, right? I guess this is to dock. You're muted. You did. Oh, oh no, no, you mean Zeke. The, you mean the, uh, uh, okay, Zeke. Zeke, I'm Zeke. there now. Uh, yo, I'm your man. What do you need? I need you to transport the captain directly into the Akita Bridge or Brig Brig. Brig, yeah. <laughs> Drop the. E. That's the one. <laughs> I'll uh, take a look at, uh, let's see, we're in a cargo bay, right? Yep, but there are cargo transporters. Exactly. Cargo transporters are stronger than your standard personnel transfers. Mm -hmm. uh, you want me to materialize her, or do you want me to store her <laughs> in the buffer? <laughs> He's been waiting his whole life. <laughs> store her in the buffer until I can get to the brig to talk to her. Uh, all right. I'll tell you when to rematerialize. Okay. Um, I'm going to start doing transporter scans of the bridge to see if the uh, force fields that are there will inhibit the cargo transport. It will be difficult, but it is possible. Well, one of my focuses is transporter foo. And then um, he's going to... Um, he's going to... Combadge to Matic... Mm -hmm. And he is going to tell Matic that they are going. They are going to attempt to. Um, they're going to attempt to take the Fenrir and force it into assault uh, into vector assault mode mm -hmm. using command codes. So complete subterfuge because he knows Archuleta will hear that. Okay. Um. Seems. With the warp core being gone, is the ship does the ship have enough power to do that? Would Matic know? He would know that it does not, but I think it is fair to say that Archuleta does still hear that all the same. Now, whether she makes the connection, I leave to Watney to decide. But let's have our lovely Zeke do the role he was born to do. <laughs> Literally. Literally, like oh, this is... This Hold this up. is all the marbles. <clears throat> I need to and make. Can I, a, and can I cheerlead for uh, Zeke? You may. I need to make cheerlead. a call. I need to make a call. Hey, uh, hey, Doc, are you still on the line? That's you, Watney. Are you talking to me? Yeah, what? Doc. Oh, are you talking about Alel? No, 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 no Doc. Doc. D O K. D O K. Oh, Doc. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> been a long day. <laughs> 
The Vulcan that Rast is going to go slap. Okay, Jesus. Um... It's been a a long day. I understand it's kind of scary, but what I need you to do is I need you to, to, I need, if you can get a hold of the security station, I need you to, to lance a phaser bolt off of the rear power generator just next to the uh, starboard starboard uh, impulse array. It's gonna it's gonna destabilize the force fields on the bridge. I'm gonna be able to surgically remove anybody from that bridge onto this ship, and we need to get Archuleta out of the way now. Can you do that? <laughs> Just fire a phaser at Can't. the power supply by the starboard impulse you- engines. On the friend rear. Are, are you from the friend rear? Yeah, Rast, Zeke. Rast gets, on, Rast gets onto the comm. But how can I trust Just you? Just do it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Can you I know you outrank me, so it's your call, but I, it would make this a lot easier. No, no, no. It sounds imperative. <laughs> are we sure she's Vulcan? That's uh that's They're Zeke's androgynous. Way of, that's Zeke's way of asking for an assist on the on the Hail Mary. I'll give you the Hail Mary uh, assist because it is oh. going to be rather difficult. Alright, so uh, what's the role? The role is control engineering. Oh dang sweet baby Gorn Jesus. <laughs> the Okita will assist you with a sensor engineering. Now let's break this down. The base difficulty is a two. The target is not on a transporter pad. That becomes a difficulty three. The destination is not a transporter pad. That becomes a difficulty four. You are in a transporter room, quote unquote. Goes down to a three. So for all the marbles, difficulty three, control engineering. And what's the ship? The ship is sensors engineering. Okay. Got any uh, any momentum? That would be no. a negative. But you can give him threat. You could give me threat. Uh, yeah, complicate this, and I'll beam myself into the buffer. That's fine. <laughs> One threat. That's all it takes. Uh, uh, you know what? I I'll do it. I'll give you a threat for an extra dice. All right. I have an idea for where that can go. Oh. And uh, applicable focus. I got a good roll for the ship. Oh! Oh! Whoa! So now we have four momentum? Clutch, clutch, clutch. You have four momentum. That was seven successes. Very nice. So I'm going to spend threat here because, Zeke, you get the captain, but you also get Savia. Hmm. All right, I got I got two patterns in the buffer. That was unexpected. Uh, one of them's definitely Archuleta. Uh, the other one, um, I don't know why she'd even be on the bridge. What the hell? It's Savia. All right. Um, well, let's uh, materialize them into the br- in the brig here in just a moment. Uh, Standard protocols. Let's just take everything that's non-organic off of them. And uh, Zeke, can <laughs> we put them in. Yep. We, put them, <laughs> we put them in separate cells. Uniforms are made Ooh. of. Uh, I think uniforms are, are made of an organic substrate, so that's not going to be a Probably huge not. deal. That's there. fine. Yeah. Um, 
let me see. I will try to manifest the patterns independently. You got weapons trained, just in case? Yes. But I would say, Dag, you give me two momentum, you can materialize them in two separate places. All right. Hey, uh, I'm going to give this guy two momentum and do this the right way. All right. Now, that John, question for Rast. <laughs> Do the Undine come with you? I'm going to take one with me. Okay. Uh, with the Undine. I'm, I'm going to. Okay. So one Undine will just sort of stay where they are. The other one will follow Rast and Williams. We get to the brig as Archuleta and Savia are materializing in two separate cells. Archuleta, you materialize... And you see yourself in the Okita Brig. It's not very spacious. But on the other side of the force field is an Undine, Rast, and Williams. How does she respond? Um, she's going to put her hands up. Who's there, by the way? Uh, is Rast there? Rast mm -hmm. is there, Williams is there, and an Undine is there gonna put her hands up because she doesn't have anything was this really necessary <laughs> rast actually just looks at her and says uh, yes hmm. well i'm surprised that you were able to pull this off and so is brie well um Hopefully she'll be satisfied with the results. That's if you can get me out of her without killing her. Or injuring her. Well, that's what our friend is here for. And you trust them? It's the only way to potentially save Archuleta. We have seen all of the other options. We have tried most of the other options. And they have all proven to be less than ideal. Um, so I will say at this point, Williams is still holding his phaser rifle. Mm -hmm. um, and very noticeably to Rast, thumbs the uh, setting selector from stun to lethal. Okay. Trains it on the Undine. Mm-hmm. And says... She goes down, so do you. Okay. Um, Rast will turn to the Undine and, and be like, you have to understand the passion that humans can exhibit. But... Our captain does mean a lot to us. And we are, living, like... we are living up to our <laughs> side our side of the bargain. I would like for you to do the same. Has anybody asked the Undine how they get rid of the Sean? No. 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 But... Yeah. <laughs> it never came up. Taras. <laughs> the Undine says. Long ago, your ship Voyager was responsible for breaching fluidic space and assisting the Borg. 
they also came across a settlement, a experiment, if you will, where we attempted to emulate Starfleet Academy so that we might infiltrate it. I happen to play Boothby in that scenario. And I hope that you will see this as a trust measure. After all, someone has to put their weapons down. I, th I think that's the line. If not, I butchered it and I apologize. But anyway, ah, the Boothby Undine sort of puts out his hand and Archuleta, there's a splitting pain in your head as everyone sees quite literally as like a ghostly apparition, this bug shaped like a scorpion even. This scorpion-shaped being being ripped out of her head ethereally. And as soon as it's free, Archuleta, you come back to yourself. Full control, full everything. The Undine, still manipulating the creature, crushes it into a fist. And the creature implodes. And then, poof, it's gone. Does she remember... Everything. Everything. Okay. Hey, Commander, everything all right up there? We're doing well. Um, and he gets on the comm. Uh, I need a chief medical officer to the brig. Savia says, hi. Oh. Hey! <laughs> she needs a full workup before I'm going to let her out of here. Okay. Uh... Williams, I need your tricorder. Oh. Z yeah. Zeke will call, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'll Captain, it but it, I feel it's necessary. Um, so the pain is going to... She's going to hit the deck mm -hmm. with that because it's so painful. And then as it comes out, her eyes will open and she'll just be completely just having like a dissociative moment. Mm -hmm. And... Um, she looks over at the Undine as it, like, crushes it, and then she sees, like, everybody else around her, too, and it's like her vision becomes completely clear, mm -hmm. and she has full control, and she, like, flexes her hands a little bit, but she's still, like, really out of it. Mm -hmm. So she'll try and sit up or stand up okay. to get tested. Um, Rast is going to try to... Do something he don't won't would wouldn't normally do, but he's going to try to use telepathy with the captain. Okay. To try to project her into a happy place. I'll let it happen. I'll let it happen. Sorry, a, mem a memory that she shared with him before, something that would put her at ease and relaxed while the while the uh, medical officer is checking her out. Okay. Mm. I've had enough of people in my head, Mr. Rast, if you wouldn't mind. All right. He'll, he'll let her go. All right. So Savia goes over, gives the captain a scan, gives her another scan, scans herself, scans the captain again, looks to the Undine, looks back at the tricorder. <laughs> She's clean. 
I would recommend, obviously, that we get a counselor because, holy crap, do we have a lot of people that need therapy right now. Welcome back, Captain. And uh, he'll open the brig. I think we have some more cores to uh, retrieve. (laughs) Yeah. She's going to look at all of her crew around her and then notice Maddox not there. And she'll say, where's the chief? They're still in the cargo bay where we uh, planned our teleportation coup. Maddox? Maddox aboard the Fedrir still. Oh, Maddox aboard the Fedrir. Yeah. He's not like dying right now. Savia speaks up and says, yeah, Savia speaks up and says, uh, no, before you transported me, I, I stabilized him. He'll, he'll make a recovery. He'll have a cool new scar that I get to tease him about. Oh, thanks for that. Looks like I will too. And thank all of you for getting me out of a compromising situation. I mean, thank yourself. If you weren't such a lousy shot, you might have destroyed that runabout. <laughs> and I think that's My where runabout. we got. That's where we got to <laughs> end the session as we uh-huh. pull away, and we see the exterior of the Fenrir and the Okita, and that's where we're going to end that session because we're almost at time. Whew, that was that was a thing. A roller coaster. Whew. Good job. I just, I Good just job, view everybody. like a last second scene of. Jensen standing over Matic, just going full fucking hypochondriac. <laughs> hey, I, I, see, I see Jensen like standing there, like hearing sounds and turning with both pistols. <laughs> you got, you gave Zeke uh, a cargo transporter when there's a moon full of dinosaurs sinking. He's like beaming them all to the shuttle bay. <laughs> Come on, little brothers, I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> If you give me two momentum, if you give me two momentum, you can have dinosaurs in the Okita shuttle bay or the cargo bay. We know you want it. It's not like we're going to use it. You know you want it, Dag. (laughs) I'm doing it. (laughs) That was the that was the purest expression of joy that I've uh, dinosaurs. (laughs) All right. Well, this is where I'm going to cut the stream. Uh, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hopefully you had a good time. Later stream.